giving you the warm and fuzzies just like when your favourite flirty barista draws a love heart on your latte. Aww. Isn't that cute? It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, Matt, I've got your birthday present. My birthday present? Yeah, man. I mean, early. Your, your birthday's not until, what, March or something? When is it? April. Uh, Why the hell did you buy my birthday present already? And can you tell me what it is, please? I'll tell you what it is. It would ruin the surprise. But I just wanted to let you know, and I wanted to let you know, listening right now, that Matt's birthday present has been on, obtained and it's guaranteed to put a smile on your dial. Mm, okay. <laughs> My dial has been frowning quite recently. Um, I'm very, I'm, I'm very, I'm actually quite suspicious about this. What have That's you done? The most organised I've been for a well, birthday. For yeah, a this long is time. why I'm not. Mm. I'm not. I'm not into the presents at all. Well, it's been so, on my mind ever since you got me that Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, this candle smells like my vagina. Present for my birthday last year. Have you um, have you used that yet? <laughs> run, a, run a run a bubble bath and uh, just lit the wick on um, <laughs> on Gwyneth's VJ. No, because I feel, and you said it was very hard to get, and it's that they're actually quite expensive. So I mm. feel if you know, if I have Gwyneth Paltrow's vaginal odour in its in its box, yeah, still it'll go for a higher retail value later in the later in the piece. And you can see me on Antics Eats Roadshow. Can we book that in? Actually, can we please twenty sixty? I would get on Antiques Roadshow and present an inbox. Gwyneth, Gwyneth Oscar vagina. winner, Gwyneth Paltrow's <laughs> Goop Lab candle. Anyway, that's coming um, up. Okay, well, that's 30 years in the making, but I can't wait to watch that episode. Um, and Sophia will be coming home after school. It, like That's when everyone watches <laughs> Rantings Roadshow, just after school going, what am, what am I watching this? Hey, um, we've also got a bit of a heist happening. Big show today. Um, mm. Got a, there, was a, there was a heist that happened. Um, where there was an unlikely um, uh, source of the thievery of theft. Yeah, Crime Stoppers will be uh, taking place today on All Day Breakfast. And as well as that, Matt O'Kind, very interested to find out which mid-2000s snack food promotion was Australia's favourite. I am not sure why, but we're going to get into that definitively once and for all, decide which was the best. So uh, strap yourselves in. It's going to be a big one. Let's light the wick. It's Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. You ever stolen anything from work, Alex Dyson? Stolen anything from work. You're too much of a good goody two-shoes, I reckon. You know, when you were working, you you seem like too much of a nice guy to be stealing things from work. I mean, technically, I mean, I've printed a lot of stuff at work, (laughs) (laughs) which... Depending on the uh, the people overseeing it, could uh, assume that the ink is theft. Yeah, um, true. And that they, I don't need to be putting out my rental application and the company printers. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite the heist that went down in a uh, salmon factory. Isn't that called the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> Earlier this year, <laughs> where five people have been charged over the theft of up to 250 tonnes of salmon from a processing plant in Sydney's southwest. Okay, this this 250 tonnes of salmon has been valued at more than $4 million, okay? Damn. Yep. What, $4 skin million off or skin on? <laughs> well, if it was One of them is usually a little bit more expensive than the other. <laughs> it was skin off. It would be worth $5 million for sure. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> but 
Police were uh, investigating after the company's executive found a reduction of 600 kilograms per day in output Whoa. from the Huon Aquaculture Ingleburn plant. Two women and three men have been uh, arrested, charged. Um, the ABC News website is uh, is stating, and these people alleged that the salmon was waste, but then right. pocketed it. I don't know if they literally pocketed it because that would make <laughs> for some stinky swear. pockets. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just I just don't I just don't know how you'd get salmon on the black market. You know. <laughs> It's not People something you... People opening a trench coat with some, <laughs> some hanging fillets. <laughs> hey, man, you want a cutlet? Um, but <laughs> it just made me think, you know, these poor salmon, you know, mm. it's, 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 such a, it's, it's such a huge heist. Um, they've been in farms their whole life and then to not even make it to the supermarket shelves um, and actually been stolen. Well, really, they did... It, obviously, they did it for the money, not for the salmon. As in, they they didn't just eat all that salmon; they stole it and ate it. They sold well, it on. So we they, don't know that. On- as someone as someone who has ninety three serves of turkey in their freezer, <laughs> you don't know what people do things for, right? They, they could have been stocking up for some serious croquettes. Okay, we don't know that. <laughs> but put um, a, get a volcano, put it over a volcano, just the most smoked salmon in history. <laughs> But it did definitely make me realise that, you know, with $4 million worth of salmon getting stolen, I think we can agree, Alex Dyson, that this is yet another dark day in salmon history. And it made me want to look back at a few of the other dark days in salmon history. (laughs) Starting with uh, the same company, Hewan Aquaculture, on the 23rd of November, Uh 2020. Right uh, after a fire melted part of their enclosure off the coast of Tasmania, and around fifty thousand farmed salmon swam free. Right, which you think would sound good, but these salmon yeah. don't know how to last in the wild. They don't know how to eat anything but pellets. Yeah. So they're, they're eating earphone buds and cigarette butts, and they and they get attacked by predators. It's a very dark day in salmon history. No, that's like if Matt and I got dropped in the bush, we would be absolute toast. Hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> March 7, 2002, Ross Geller, one-sixth of the Friends Companions sitcom group, uh, leaves his salmon shirt at his ex's house. <laughs> Has anyone seen my shirt? It's a button-down, like a, a faded salmon colour. You mean your pink shirt? Faded salmon colour. No, I, I haven't seen your pink shirt. Oh, yes, he has to uh, <laughs> hide behind the couch of the girl he's dating only to find out that she's dating someone else. He then tries to sneak out with the, with the shirt. She catches him and it's all over from there. Another dark day <laughs> in salmon history. Pink history. 2014. The Salmon Festival in Grand Falls, Windsor announces their headline acts for that year. The acts were Simple Plan, Maroon 5 and Pitbull. Whoa. Another dark day in salmon (laughs) history. And 1998, 
A novel called The Satanic Verses is released and is the subject of a major controversy provoking protests from Muslim people oh, no. in several countries. Oh, Death no. threats are made against the author, <laughs> including a fatwa getting put out by his name by the Supreme Leader of Iran, the author being Salman Rushdie. Oh, <laughs> and finally, two thousand. You you it's like an Austin Powers when the steamroller's coming towards them and he's so far away going, no, you can see it from so... And I just couldn't get out of the way of it. But it kind of hit me with that salmon rusty. And 2016, Angelito Araneta Jr.'s five-piece special nigiri roll becomes the most expensive sushi in the world. The sushi roll starts with premium pink salmon from Norway with a bit of foie gras. Foie gras? Foie, foie, foie gras. Then, instead of seaweed, Angelito wraps edible 24-carat gold leaf around it, then adds three Palawan pearls and 20 carats of African diamonds. Can you eat any of that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it costs $1,978, so... <laughs> I think, and I don't know how much it costs to go to the doctors afterwards to, to get your stomach <laughs> cut open and the get diamonds removed. Chipped tooth fixed. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, those are all dark days in salmon history. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Now I feel a buzz. Now, Matt, as always here on All Day Breakfast, we're having a good laugh. It is a lot of fun times, but I know you very well and I can detect that something's something's amiss with you today. Is everything is everything all right? You've just got a little bit of an aura around you in that something horrifying has happened. Well, it's not as horrifying as it is empowering. I'm going to say that, Alex, <laughs> Alex Dyson, because... I actually think th- there was so much attention around you and your perm last year, okay? And this is this is Matt and Alex all day breakfast, but for a while I felt like it was perm and Alex all day breakfast, okay? <laughs> and what. perm and Alex were getting a lot of offers from a lot of places, <laughs> offers I can't even go into. But someone sent me the other day a, a screenshot broadsheet article, the perm is coming back, right? Oh. So... It's a very hot property. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of people were suggesting, well, Matt, why don't you get your hair straightened? And look, this is why, Alex Dyson, because you can't straighten nothing, okay? (laughs) That's why. (laughs) There is... I'm sure in Interstellar they tried to just, you know, or the, the beautiful mind, they were trying to, though all those sort of algorithms to try and fix it up. But no, yeah, there's... See, I mean, like this bit here, the very front, the widow's peak of my head now, he's almost detaching from the rest, from the mainland of my hair. Like it's, I've it's like almost Matt's- got a Tasmania. <laughs> a hair Tasmania on, the, on my forehead. It's, it's a bit well, embarrassing. Where Matt's hair was once Pangea, a supercontinent, it is now moving away, <laughs> forming its own separate ecosystems with oceans in between. So, so I was delighted to get, and look, you were right, slightly horrified, to get a message <laughs> and a call from my dad on the weekend um, because my stepmom was cleaning out the cupboard under the stairs and... Uh, and 
They found a bag. Now, I got a message. It says, hi, Matt. Cleaning out the cupboard under the stairs. Found this bag. Thought it might belong to you. Now, the, the bag is a freezer bag. This isn't Matt O'Kide's um, magazine stash. No, is it? this is, it's more horrifying. I wish they found pornography. Honestly, I do. I wish they found something like that. Instead, they found a huge clump of my hair. So just to give you an idea about this, right? I used to get my hair, I used to get my hair cut by my dad at home. Um, and, you know, up until I was probably a teenager, every now and then he'd, you know, get the shaver out and, and he'd give me the, the, the once over, you know, the number mm. two. That would have been, the last time that happened would have been 2002, 2003 maybe? So this maybe is, this is vintage. 04. This is vintage. And this freezer bag has the, a massive clump of my hair. Now it looks very... Good still. It's been preserved excellently, I have to say. No, show me, the, show me, lift it up to the screen. It has show me what we're working with here. Very, very oh, well. It's like a dark abyss inside a bag. <laughs> you, look, you look at the photo and suddenly your hair turns grey. You say, <laughs> I've aged a thousand years in that hole. But um, there's a lot of hair. And you know what? You know what I was thinking? Dad called me up after they found it, after they sent through the message. Yeah. And he said, what, what do you want to do with this hair? And I said, well, there's only one thing. Bin. No, there's only one thing Throw to do with the hair. Alex Dyson's been getting so much love for his perm, right, that I think it's only fair given my current situation and the balding that's happening on top, <laughs> all right, and my reluctance to take any formal medication to try and <laughs> spur on any regrowth, I think it's only fair that I make a toupee. Okay. <laughs> An official Matt and Alex toupee, okay? With my hair that's probably about 16 to 17 years old. I mean, we all know that real hair does look the best in a, mm -hmm. in a toupee. You know, you got to go real. There's no use coming up with the polyester and putting in there. And real hair from your own head will probably... Be the best. <laughs> I want to feel young again. I'm sick of wearing hats. Uh, I'm sick of needing to sunscreen my scalp. All right. I want to be able to drive with the sunroof open knowing that there is no damage being done to the top of my head. And so How big I think can we get? How big of... Because that's the... For the photo I saw, it looks like a relatively big... Are we going... Is this going to be a Maddo kind fro pay? <laughs> An Afro toupee? I, all I'm saying is if we do this right, I could look like Guy Sebastian circa 2001. Okay, that is, that is what I, I'm going for. No, look, I don't know. There is, there is a, there's a solid double handful of hair, I would say, like a proper solid handful of hair. Yeah, okay. Now, the thing is it's curly and I don't know how to do a curly. Mm. I'm not a wig maker. I don't know if it's even possible to make a wig. So that's where we need you. Okay, we need you to let us know. What are they called? Milliers? There's some name for wig masters. I don't know if they're milliers, but if there's if you know a millier, I thought the milliers <laughs> did the hats at the, at the horses. 
Yeah, that's right. Maybe I'm getting confused with that. And can we <clears throat> make sure that, like, when it does it, I'm sure it will look absolutely fantastic, Matt, and finally your hair will be back to its rejuvenated self. And could you please, because there's that many ads for hair regrowth going around, um, particularly during the cricket and everything, could we please have you, Matt, it's like, oh, have you reached your turning point? Why not chuck a bag of your old hair on your head? <laughs> <laughs> Can we have some sort of regrowth? Maybe even get a celebrity endorsement. Guy Sebastian's been on the show before. I'm sure he he'll be able to uh, help yeah. sell Maybe your I new can get- your wig styles. I wonder if I can get photos of other balding people wearing my my toupee. Okay, so look, but the look first. I am steps not first. going anywhere near that thing. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere near it. <laughs> First things first, if we, if you're a wig maker or you know a wig maker or you can help me in my quest to reclaim my, my original hair. Or uh, some duct tape. <laughs> Please get in touch with us at matt.n.alex. I, I want to feel young again, okay? Make me feel 19 again. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Over the holidays, Matt O'Kine on our time off. I was very fortunate that I got to uh, go home for a bit to Warrnambool. Oh, how is it? To visit the old man, the (laughs) coming straight out of Townsville, the water was nippy. (laughs) (laughs) Got into my ankles and I went, nah, nah, that's Really? Even still, so middle of summer, still didn't want to jump in. Matt, it's physical pain down there when you when you walk in. I know, oh. I know. You go up to Byron every now and again and have a little dip. You take that bloody great Southwest Coast water, mate. Then then come oh, and talk to me. I had a hell of a dip recently <laughs> up there. Absolutely exquisite, crystal clear. I, I got some beach houses in Warrnambool that looked quite cheap. I mean, they weren't oh, really cheap, but they beautiful. were pretty reasonable. But, but the property market's going up uh, in the bull. That's all everyone was talking about. But anyway, mm. I digress. Back down in the bull because I visit my dad. And it's good because, you know, you get you know, the parents, you'd be the same. You only get there, you know, every now and again, particularly when there's a global pandemic going on. The time between visits are different. But I sort of realised a few days in <laughs> that, that something had happened that – it was, it was like I was a frog in boiling water. I didn't really notice until I was sitting there and w- watching what was going on. The story starts, I guess, when I moved, when I went overseas for a long time, I gave dad my TV. I'm like, here you go, dad. I don't need this for a while. You can start watching this 32-inch flat, flat screen. All right, go for your mm. life. And when I got back, it's like when I went home for a visit, um, it was interesting because I'm, like, I'm trying to turn on the TV and it wasn't working. He's like, oh, dad's like, no, the power button on the remote is broken. Okay, the power thing doesn't work. So to turn it on, he literally, he's got the power board next to the TV and he pulls out the plug. Oh, okay. And then put it back in and it turns on. Is there anything more annoying than a broken remote? It's pretty annoying. The buttons work, like if you want to change it to the different channels. Um, That's the worst kind of broken remote. Yeah. Because if the the whole remote breaks... Yeah. Well, you have to get a new one. Yeah. But otherwise, it's just awful. I, but, I mean, I lived, I, I remember being in a share house once where one of the buttons on the TV, mm. so forget the remote, yeah. this is proper share house living, <laughs> one of the buttons on the TV didn't work. Mm. It was just non-existent, so you had to change the, cha- the channel with a chopstick. <laughs> 
you had the you had the dedicated TV chopstick. Yeah, that you had to like jam in and do a little wriggle to get the right whatever whatever oh, was happening goodness. inside. There. That is dire, and that, that goes that well friends. because then I'm like, all right, so you just turn on the TV. That's fine. You do that. So a few months later, you know, you get to go down to hometown again, go and visit. I, I turn on the TV with the thing, but like the reception's dodgy. <laughs> And he's like, oh, dad's like, oh, yep, sorry. The, the aerial's broken up on the roof. <laughs> so I've got the, got the old bunny ears that are no, plugged in. It's no, sitting behind you, the TV. Is that even possible with digital TVs now? Well, it's plugged into the aerial and that goes to the bunny ears and that. So I'm watching, you know, you watch the cricket on one and they're just like, oh, dodgy. So you move it. You go back to the last channel you're watching and suddenly that's gone because they're on different things. <laughs> then when the weather's overcast, it makes it even more difficult. Some channels are completely gone. Anyway, you deal, you deal with that. Then this time I'm back and I walk in, walk into the living room and the TV's like on the ground, <laughs> propped up against, you know, the, the TV cabinet and the couch leaning backwards. I'm like, what's happened? He's like, oh, the stand broke. And so it's just sitting on a pole. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm watching the TV. I go and turn it on at the PowerPoint by plugging it in. And I adjust just the things that I'm sitting there watching it. From this TV just sitting on the ground on a stick. <laughs> and what and were I you sitting on? A, were, like, you, were you sitting on a milk crate, Dyson? Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But I'm like, why are we living like this? <laughs> but because it was so gradual, you sort of don't notice how how it's got it. So yeah, I wanted to ask you, like, what's what's just clinging on? <laughs> where yeah, where have you gotten to? <laughs> With what, some of what, your stuff. But what, yeah, what's deteriorated so slowly <laughs> that you've just had to go, oh, hang on a second. I really need to sort myself out here. So um, <laughs> mind the TV, yours can be whatever it is. Get in touch, Alex. We would love to hear from you. Speaking to my partner, Belinda. Yesterday, Alex Dyson asking her with regards to what we're about to talk about, snack food competition stories. I said, do you ever win anything when you were younger? And she said, no, I never won anything relating to snack food, but I did win a competition through Burke's Backyard, right? Where I Uh-oh. named Uh-oh. one of Babe's piglets. I'm like, <laughs> what? You know when you just hear stories from your, from your partner? Like, I'm like, how have I not yeah. known that you named one of Babe's piglets on Burke's backyard? That is one of those things, like, <laughs> if you're listening right now, yes, you could wait around and wait for Matt and Alex to somehow <laughs> have a random talkback topic where you've got a story. You're just going to have to just go yourself, get in touch with us with any story that you have, Alex, and we'll uh, we'll craft it from there. Yeah, reckon, she, because so she she called the she called it PIG, pink and incredibly greedy, right? Um, and that was the whole point because it's playing on an acronym of PIG. But then yeah. um, when Don Burke announced it on uh, on air, he said, "And the winner is Belinda," and um, and they've called the piglet Pig. Congratulations. <laughs> it's like that's not very cre- – it doesn't sound as creative when you just say it like that. Um, but you want a couple of hundred dollars and some gardening equipment, which is a big win for a you know primary what, school kid, let me tell you. And did the real pig get actually named that? Yeah, apparently. I mean, they had, Babe had quite a few pigs. 
piglets. So <laughs> one of them was called Pig. Anyways, um, we asked you about your snack <laughs> food competition stories because we were trying to figure out which the best childhood snack food promo was. You know, we're talking Paddle Pop Liquor Prize, Mars 1 in 6, Dr Pepper 1 in 2, right? And uh, thank you for all your responses on at matt.n.alex. And we're just wondering, Matt, because... I, I would, someone asked me the other day, I'm like, I was talking about what have, what have you been talking about on the podcast? And I'm like, oh, yes, yesterday Matt was talking about these things. And they were like, oh, cool. Why was that? And I went, um, yeah, actually, I'm, I can't remember. I can't remember. Remember, because I was having ice creams with my little 18 month old Guy Fawkes impersonator. And I, we got to the end of the ice cream and I saw on the stick, it looked like True, something okay. that was a liquor prize. Back Anyways, in the good old days. Hamish uh, takes in. You had you you liked um, a one in five competition uh, snack, which I completely forgot about. Remind us. Honestly, boys, I'm very disappointed that it didn't come up yesterday. I uh, I thought, especially you, Daiso, being a local Warnable boy, would have had this one in your childhood. The uh, the old slush puppy. Oh, oh the slush down at the puppies. old petty station across the road from Warrnambool <laughs> Primary School. Yep, there was a petrol station near where I lived as well, the slush puppy machine. They say two pumps for a large slush puppy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, mate. I, uh, I thought, yeah, surely you would have had a few uh, after-school knockoffs down the street with your friends. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Every now and again, used to get the slush puppy. Um, what was the comp, though? I never won the comp. I just remember there was, I'm pretty sure it was a one in five chance and you had the uh, the lip of the cup was sort of rolled over and you used to roll it up so it was flat and it had the prize revealed under there. And I remember there was a skateboard, a scooter, there might have been some other little prizes, but obviously the, the most common one was the free slushy, which is what you're all going for anyway. That's it. That is true. That is true. <laughs> I, no, I never know- never rolled up a lip like that. I do remember a... Uh, a uh, a service facility, a convenience store that is open 24 hours a day <laughs> on a day that corresponds with their name, the 7th of November <laughs> would sometimes run a comp where it is free slushies all day. And I tell you what, 18-year-old Alex Dyson, <laughs> he, did a, he did a real tour. He did the real <laughs> across oh, yeah. the Atlantic of various <laughs> streets to try get. Had a lot of sugar that day. Is that the BYO Vessel one? I think there is a BYO Vessel one. I think <laughs> they had to bring that in because everyone did it and they used up all their cups. So they were like, all right, BYO Vessel <laughs> these days. So that was pretty huge. Well, thank you for reminding us, Hamish, about uh, Slush Puppies. I didn't realise you had to lift the, the lip of the cup to win. So I threw away heaps of cups thinking I hadn't won. Unbeknownst to what? me, it was under the lip. Look, I could be going back a lot of years here, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's definitely the one I remember. All right, well, thank you for that. Darren's also joining us. Hello, Darren. Hey guys, how you going? Now you had the inside scoop into this whole world. Tell me about it. Yeah, so uh, late eighties, early nineties, my parents actually owned a, a milk bar down here in Tassie, um, and Pepsi were running a bit of a promo. I, I honestly couldn't even tell you it was that long ago what the prizes were, but I just know that under the cap you could win a free Pepsi. Uh, And somehow I discovered that if you tilted the 600ml bottle on just the right angle, you could actually bypass the liquid and see the bottom of the cap and you could see whether you'd won or not. Uh, Before breaking uh, the seal. 
Yeah, I'd head out to the fridge and, and tilt one and no, that's not a winner, so I'd sit that aside and I'd just keep going till I um, eventually got a winner. And Bro, then, um, didn't your pa- your parents owned the milk bar, didn't you? Wasn't it just free Pepsis anyway? <laughs> well, see, we were allowed to get one thing a day from the shop, whether it be a packet of chips or a soft drink, but but me being greedy, I'd, I'd get one soft drink and it'd be a winner, so then I could technically crack it hand the cap over to mum and grab a second soft drink. So, Wow. And she just, and she, every day she would be like, is my child a psychic? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure they knew what I was doing, but they just never said anything. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh, love that hot streak, Darren. I mean, what what's it like having parents that own the milk bar? Were you just the coolest kid in school for ages? Uh, no, not really. I was probably the chubbiest kid in school for ages. <laughs> All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. Yes, thank you very much for listening to All Day Breakfast today. It has been a pleasure hanging out with you. Uh, please, please, if you are a wig maker or you know a wig maker, <laughs> put your abject disgust <laughs> aside and get in touch with the program. Uh, hit us up on Instagram, Matt and Alex, and uh, we would love to uh, have someone Bring Matt's dreams to realisation. Have the lush hair that he uh, once had back in his day just from the ashes like a phoenix in a bag under the stairs. I want to feel 19 again. Make it happen. Uh, also, we've got Illy on the show. We're so excited about it. Such a legend. It's always a pleasure to be uh, chatting to him uh, with some new music coming our way, which is very exciting. But uh, we're going to leave you on today's show with a story from Bill Cadditz who uh, got in touch with us on Instagram with regards to the snack food competition promotions from years gone by. And we heard from the participants, you know, the people like us that were licking sticks and lifting lids. But we haven't really heard from the people who put on their own promotions. And Bill is of that ilk. So uh, please enjoy. Thank you very much for listening and we will catch you tomorrow. Have a good one. Back in high school, we had a tuck shop that would sell those little squeezy tomato sauce things for 10 cents a pop, and they only had tomato sauce, but, you know, that's bad enough. But then, at one point, they decided to jack their prices up by 100%, up to 20 cents, which everyone found outrageous, but I saw an opportunity for a promotion. What I did was I went to my mum's pantry and took a bottle of tomato sauce and a bottle of barbecue sauce, brought them to school, and I would say, same price, 20 cents, and you can have as much sauce as you want on your sausage rolls. I made so much money and ate so many sausage rolls during this promotion, in inverted commas, that, uh, yeah, I think it might have had something to do with my weight in high school. Anyway, guys, cheers. Have you won. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.